scoobity boop bop. You can say anything too. Boopity scoop. Poopity whoopty scoop. Schmoopty boop. Okay. Hello. This is Stephanie, and this is my podcast, Baby Millennial, where I ask my friends things, and they tell me things, and they let me share them anonymously. And then I also answer the same question I ask. But it's obviously not anonymous for me, because I'm the one with the podcast. But anyways, exciting stuff. We have very special guest, one of my best friends and my roommates, Angela! Woo! You can say hi. Hi! <laughs> so, uh, so she is joining me today, and I'm going to read her um, the responses that my friends on Instagram replied to, and then she is going to share her response, and I will share my response. So what is the question that I asked this week? Fuck, what it? What was it? It was, uh, oh, I can't even find it. The question I asked was, do you have an interesting family dynamic and do how do you think that's shaped you as a person? Um, and I kind of left it open, like, I clarified a little bit on my posts, like, you know, like, uh, interesting family dynamic might be, like, your parents are divorced or, um, you know, you have step-siblings or something like that. But then I opened it up to everyone. Like, I didn't want to just, you know, I wanted it to be for everybody. Like, even if you have, like, a the typical nuclear family, whatever that is, and you lived in a white picket fence. Like, I think that that still is interesting because, like, how does that shape, you know, your experience, I guess. I don't know. That'll be interesting. So, Angela has not heard these responses. They're still anonymous to her. They're going to be anonymous to you. Sorry, Angela. But <laughs> but I'm going to read them to Angela, and, and we're going to, you know dive through people's uh family trauma essentially <laughs> and, and then we're gonna share our own because that's essentially what this question brought about I feel like I feel like it's not I feel like it's hard not to talk about yeah like if you're thinking about your family and how they've kind of shaped the person you are because a lot of people are like they respond and they're like oh I actually have been thinking about this and I was like oh Cool. Well, I guess that's perfect timing. So, I'm going to read them. Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, also, I'm going to apologize. I'm just using my iPhone speaker. And so, the audio, like, at times might be loud, like, with me. Like, or my voice might be uh, louder because I'm reading the responses off of my phone. So, I will try to keep it in the middle so that Angela can also be heard as equally, um, but I think that microphone's, like, pretty strong, so we'll see. Okay, <coughs> let me just choke real quick. So, the first, so, again, the question I asked, uh, asked, I asked my friends was, um, do you have an interesting family dynamic, and how do you think it's shaped you in the person, into the person you are today? Oh, my God, dinner burp number one. Oh, excuse me. Okay, and so... Uh, 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna do one that's not anonymous because it's my sister and she's being a butt. So this is for my sister Sarah, who's two years younger than me. And she answered the question, yes, my family is huge and I have an older sister, but I function as the older sister sometimes. And then she said, haha, JK. But it's not, I mean, it's true. Sarah's always been like more of the motherly figure. So thanks for the laugh, Sarah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one response um, was, I was raised in a communal child rearing co-op, which doesn't sound like a thing in our hometown, so she's from my hometown, um, which I was, like, interested in. I asked her, and she's like, oh, I could really elaborate on it. Um, I do want to talk to her about it, like, another time, but that's so interesting, like, basically, like, a little village kind of thing is what I thought. I mean, that's kind of, like, one, I think that there's some cultures that, like, that's just how they do it. Yeah. Um, and two... Um, that's, like, probably, like, how we lived, like, before, you know, there was, like, civilization and shit, or before whatever. Before the Industrial Revolution? Yeah. I don't know. Well, Back when we were, yeah. like, cave people, I'm pretty sure that's how it was. Well, Especially then... since you didn't know whose baby was whose. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's true. But what about, I guess, like, now I'm thinking about, like, monarchies in in, like, country, like, ancient civilizations, and, like, you know, they probably had, like, like, royalty probably had a wet nurse, like, someone to, like, take care of the, like, there were multiple people involved in, like, raising a child, well, if they were royalty, but probably even, like, if they weren't, you know what I mean? Like, everyone kind of, yeah, but in America now, present day, I feel like that's a really rare phenomenon or phenomena i don't know if that's plural or not it could be i do think like in like some like poc families there's like a lot of intergenerational like family like living situations Mm -hmm. um you know due to like differences in resources and also just difference in attitudes or whatever um like, I think, like, for the most part, like, the uh, black community, that's the community I'm from, so I can kind of speak on this. Um, I think, like, yeah, like, you know, like, our aunts and stuff and, like, our cousins, like, are, we're pretty close with them. Mm-hmm. And they, like, you know, they're, like, a part of, like, it doesn't even feel like they're necessarily not immediate family or whatever, you know? Okay. Like, so... um yeah, I feel like, you know, like, aunts and, like, older cousins and stuff also had a hand in raising me in some cases. And some people, like, I grew up pretty middle class, but, like, some people, like, they also live with, like, their grandparents mm-hmm. and stuff, and, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there were times, too, like, I mean, I think I only got to experience this because my parents had divorced. Um, whoops, already diving into my own stuff. But, yeah, like my dad had to live with his mom for a while. So like my grandma was also kind of raising us for a little bit. And I think he lived with my aunt for a little bit too. But like, otherwise, like my family's really like, like my, yeah, distant. So not my immediate family, but everyone else is like, some are in Arizona, some are in Texas. And then most of them are kind of like scattered around in the Bay area. My cousin just moved to Colorado 
So we're kind of like far. Are is most of your family like pretty central? So or like, um, so most of my mom's family like is like here in California. Um, and I think this is also like another cultural thing because I feel like um, like people of color generally like put like a super strong emphasis on family, mm-hmm. and so they like it's a big like no no to move like far away from your family like be you know, chastised. Like for I told doing my that. mom after grad school, like I want to live in New York, and mm-hmm. she she got pissed. Like she's like, oh, you don't move that far away from family. But um, but my dad's family, they all live in Boston. He said, like, fuck that. And move. Yeah, Boston. <laughs> the worst accent ever. Just kidding. Well, um, say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, so my dad is white. And, yeah, it just so happens that his family's in Boston. And he's not in Boston. Um, Dang. Some of my family is, like, in the South. And, like, we don't visit them for the obvious Where reasons. Where in the South? Uh, some are in Mississippi and some are in Louisiana. Okay. And is this your mom's family? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So this is going to be my, one of the lengthy stories. Are you ready? Okay. So one of my other friends, uh, responded to my prompt. And so let me go ahead and read what they said. Um, I've always thought of my grandparents as my real parents. Um, They took care of me and were my legal guardians by court order. I was basically an accident between my mom and my dad. Even so, my mom really wanted to keep me, but she wasn't even capable of taking care of herself. My mom has been mentally handicapped from birth as a result of brain damage from oxygen deprivation. She's always relied on my grandparents to take care of her. My grandparents wanted to raise me, and they became my legal guardians, which my mom agreed to. My dad didn't really want anything to do with me at the time. My grandmother told me that he was supposed to come babysit me one time, but he never showed up, and then she never heard from him again for five years. When I became a bit older, my dad's parents wanted me to be... My dad's parents wanted me to be... Or wanted to be involved in raising me, and they pressured him to challenge... Um, sorry, I scrolled. They pressured him to challenge my grandparents in court. My dad did, but my grandparents won. My dad later got married to my now stepmom, and she also poop. She also pressured him to take a greater role in my life. He arranged with my grandparents that I would come stay with him one weekend a month, so this became a new schedule with me. He and my stepmom decided to have a child, my stepbrother, when I was 10. This is going to turn dark fast. But when I was 11, my dad took me into his room and sexually assaulted me. He asked me to agree to never speak of it again, and as a child, I listened and agreed. Ever since then, I became extremely closed off and uncomfortable when visiting, and I think my suppression and silence affected me a lot in how introverted and shy I've become now because I carried that secret up until last year when I accused him and told my grandparents for the first time. I'm no longer on speaking terms with him. Also, while I was growing up in high school, my mother's problems with drugs and alcohol worsened, affected her behavior, and became severe enough that my grandparents kicked her out of the house. She did not return until I went away to college She's since gotten a lot better and lives with them now. And that was all. That was that whole story. Fuck. I know. 
I, like, when I read it, I was just, like, in pain for this friend of mine, because it's just, ouch, that's rough. I think, um, um, it's awesome that they felt comfortable sharing that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, obviously anonymously. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, it's, yeah. I did double check. I was like, is this, like, I feel very honored that you, that you felt comfortable to share this with me. And I double checked with them too, that it was okay if I shared it anonymously. I just want to say, why are men? And like, (laughs) yeah, like society has progressed past the need for men. Like that's just. So they should just go extinct because all they do is cause fucking harm. It's just so disgusting i just don't understand yep yeah but this person is is really strong today and i love them so if you're listening hi i love you um okay what's her dad's address i just want to talk (laughs) i just want to talk i don't know I don't think she'll relay that information because she knows I'm a crazy bitch and I've already said enough. Like, will, who do I need to fight? I will, I'll fight on sight. I will fuck him up. <laughs> so I think she and knew. Then she can collect the insurance money. It's I think she plan. knew better to tell me because I would immediately probably go attack. Um, I would go with you if I wasn't a colored. <laughs> oh no. Um. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you again so much for. The person who shared this story because it was i mean i just want to say i'm super sorry to yeah i'm sorry this happened no one should mm-hmm. ever have to go through that that really fucking sucks no yeah but we love you and you're awesome okay okay i hope that was the worst <laughs> one um yeah, I think that that was def. I mean, there are other themes that are also not great, but yeah, there's that's the yeah yeah. Okay, so uh, another friend responded. I don't actively think about this a lot, but it's interesting to consider how the way. I was brought up affects me and my life. I was raised with my parents being together for most of my life. They separated. I don't even think they are divorced legally. Um, when she was 24. But they should have done that a long time before. My sister and I had known that they were unhappy, but tried to make it work for us. Uh Oh, I'm gonna burp. Oh, God. Oh, dinner burp number two. Okay. And honestly, it wasn't worth it to us. Their relationship became so much better once they were not together anymore. They became friends. And most importantly, we finally saw them being happy. My mom had a really hard time letting go because she felt like she failed, but working through why she felt that and moving forward really showed me that there is no one way for a family to be and that sometimes er, and that sometimes the best thing that can happen is for a relationship to end and that I should never stay uh, in a relationship that is not working, mostly for kids, because raising kids in that environment is much more problematic and really affects how they see their role in future relationships. Yeah, I, yes, I couldn't agree more. And I think that this person really highlighted, like, 
that, like, the positive in, in her parents not being together and, like, seeing how, like, them being happy and, like, doing things to, you know, not necessarily make what they think is going to make their kids happy, which is stay together, like, can ultimately affect, like, how your kids, yeah, like, how your kids can look at future relationships and, and navigate the world. It's actually interesting that she said that, um, or I guess I'm paraphrasing, um, that, like, she knows now she won't stay in a relationship, and it's, uh, I, so I actually took, like, um, as my, like, GE classes, like, my upper div ones, I took, um, two, like, sex-related classes. One was called, like, sex and relationships. One was, like, a science, like, a sciencey class about, like, human sexuality. That's a whole different story. Um, but that, that class also, like, really changed my life. Um, but, um, in the sex and relationships class, um, we, like, had some type of assigned reading, and I remember reading that, uh, like, there was, like, a list of factors that, like, predispose you to, like, getting divorced or whatever Mm -hmm. and one of them was like being a child of divorce yeah and 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 basically that logic that exact logic followed that like if you have if you're raised by people who are willing to leave a situation then you'll be more willing to leave a situation but I think the way that it was painted to us made it like I feel like it was framed like that's a bad thing yeah yeah like that you can't because they framed divorce as a bad thing and it's not really a bad thing. No, it's not, like, the worst thing. Like, you definitely don't want to... Like, I don't... If I ever get married, like, I hope that I don't end up in divorce. But I'm also, like, not going to sacrifice my happiness and stay in something that's not working. And if I need to get a divorce, I will get a divorce, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. When they, like, when people would tell me as, like, a kid when my parents were getting divorced, they're like, oh, that means you're more likely that you'll get divorced, like... Why would someone say this to a kid? Because kids are assholes. And oh, I went someone else as a kid. I went to Why Catholic those... school, and, and they were already, that? my family was already being, like, shunned out of the Catholic church because they were getting a divorce. I mean, I went to Catholic school, too, but, like, I, I went to a Catholic school that was, like, mostly POC, so, like, there were all types of different family situations, again, because, like... Yeah. I feel like it's really com like there's a lot of black students. It's very common for there to be like an absent father, mm-hmm, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna like I don't want the racist <laughs> listening oh, no. to like be like, Yeah, see I knew it this is like oh, you no. don't have a dad and I'll be like, Wait a minute, I have a dad. I'm black. My dad is white though. <laughs> so I don't know if that changes anything. Oh my god. Anyways. Oh man. I think that I think that your friend like really like she got a lot out of her life experience and I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. I think that she highlighted like yeah, that we call that in the biz a pivot. I'm just kidding. I'm not I'm not <laughs> pivot. In there's no biz. I a one eighty no, I don't know. <laughs> um yeah. So thank you for sharing that, my my friend. Um okay. Let's see. Let's see. I think that this is another one. Okay. Alright, this is a really long one. Um, they had, they told me that they had to do this on the notepad, um, app, so you know it's gonna be detailed, it's gonna be juicy, okay, are you ready? And, and they lay it out perfectly, like, they structure it really great, okay. Figured I'd do my best to summarize it a bit more for you since it'd take too much time to get all my thoughts on everything regarding my upbringing and the family dynamic I've grown accustomed to. I'll just keep rambling on and on 
lol. I can almost pinpoint the majority of my personal characteristics from childhood experiences and growing up with my family down to the action or words of a family member that influenced that part of me in a way um, that it shaped me to some significance. So I'll try to create some structure to it. Family as a whole. Grew up not knowing what it was like when my parents were together since they divorced when I was in preschool. Dad moved around a lot and further away to the point where I rarely see him. His new wife sucks. <laughs> my sister and I had... Preach, sis. <laughs> yeah. My sister and I had the typical sibling arguing and fighting, but she'd usually kick my ass since she was older. Love her to death, though. Happy that our relationship has significantly improved since those days. My mom got remarried to a cop with a drinking slash prescription drug problem. That's not every cop. <laughs> no, real talk though. I know. Yeah. I mean, is death a cab for cutie? Yeah. She thought. I'm just okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> so remarried to a cop with a drinking prescription drug problem that eventually killed he, he him. Drank prescription drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry. You missed the point where I said that his his drug and alcohol problems killed him. Oh. Alright. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, makes I don't know sense. If, I don't know if you'll want to edit that out no. later. No, I don't care. And he also, uh, this person who shared this doesn't also doesn't care. Um, okay, cool. We're on the same page. Yeah, we're all on the same page there. Both of my parents are sucked into their jobs and don't seem happy, just hoping I don't end up like that. Either way, I'd say I admire slash envy my grandparents' relationship on my mom's side because they were married for almost six decades. Oh, shit. Raised, oh, fuck. Raised five kids and loved each other till the very end. Really wish my parents were like that. Uh, and then he goes into his sister, uh, the next subsection. Um, so his sister. Growing up with my older sister, I learned pretty quick how to treat a lady. Respecting and understanding women was a regular lesson in the household. Even though my dad and I would occasionally torment her with farts, that was our one exception. Lol. She's my default therapist when I need the occasional life advice. Also my go-to zombie-killing video game buddy. That's really sweet. I hope my brothers think of me that way. Austin Hunter and Brody. You play video games? No. Well, actually, I did play video games when I was a kid, um, and we would go to my dad's house, and Sarah, Austin, and Sammy would watch me play Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, and we would play the Spyro. we would play the original Grand Theft Auto. Like I'm talking like two dimensional Grand Theft Auto, like not even like it's like Minecraft, like little pixel. Yes, but yeah. Not intentionally. Like, yeah, that's and, the best and they we had. were. I was I was like eleven. And my dad was letting us play this. Like, yeah, Give me your wallet. <laughs> let me just uh, pick up this prostitute. <laughs> but yeah, we played. We did play video games together. So they would kind of just watch me play. Um, and yeah, okay. And then he says, uh, the next section is his dad. He says, love the man to death. He's the reason I'm into music as much as I am. I've developed his need to hoard physical copies of music to enjoy in my free time. Got me almost all of my guitars. But he's always been about his job and not nearly as worried about trying to make plans and follow through with anything oh him moving further and further away and his new wife definitely didn't help at all he's the man who taught me not to always believe people will follow through with their promises or always mean what they say Mm. my Mm. relationship with him is constant work in progress but positive for the most part at this point Mm. that's i'm sorry um 
and then talks about his mom. My mom is a saint. Might be kind of, sort of, really overbearing, but she always means well. Also a relationship that's always been a work in progress. I just know that if I always listen to what she said, hold on. I just know that if I always listened to what she said, my life would not have been nearly as interesting. <laughs> I can't really go anywhere without her thinking I'm going to get myself arrested or killed somehow. Got to the point where her constant worrying about what's going to happen to me just left me with mass amounts of anxiety. Feel that. If I learned anything from my mom, it's how to argue your point properly without losing your temper. Oh, that's I need to do that. Learn that. And the importance of home-cooked meals. Aww. And then he uh, concludes. There's even a, It says, like, conclusion. I love that. Uh, my family shaped me to be skeptical, accepting, more independent, uh, someone who relies upon music, arts, plants, rather than others for comfort, caring for the ones I love, but also knowing to be better about choosing the people I care for and give my love and attention to. I think those are all really great lessons. It was really it was nice. Awesome. Yeah, it was a we, wholesome we one. We needed that. Yeah. So thank you to the person who spent, like, the time and effort to put this together. Because I appreciated, I really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing. Okay, I think I have one. Oh, I have two more. Okay. And they're they're shorter. Um, okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, dinner burp three? Hmm? Hmm? Oh my god, I'm so sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry if it smells like onions. I hope you can't smell it, Angela. That's oh. fun. I like Shrek. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this person said, I was raised by a sexist, heroin, and any other drug addict, alcoholic father. So that's all her father. Is he a cop? No. Okay. Uh, I don't think he was. Um, and a symptoms. and a hippie mother. It's made me a raging intersectional feminist that doesn't respect authority. Burn down the patriarchy. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Bah, bah, bah. I, I might need this person to come off anonymous because we got to be friends. Uh, she lives in Reno. We work together at a vet clinic. Oh no, I'm sorry. Tell her to leave Reno. Uh, I don't know what she's, I, I don't know if she's working at a vet clinic up there, but she's also friends with my other best friend, Jay, who, uh, also lives in Reno. I'm, I want to go visit them soon, because I'm planning on doing that sometime this summer. So, to the person who responded to that, I will probably be coming up to Reno to see Jay, and I would like to see you as well. Okay. Thank you for responding, too. Okay, last one. Okay. My family dynamic was fairly conventional, but I only realized within the last few years that I'm in a mixed-race family. I'm white Iranian-American, while my brother, dad, and cousins all have darker skin and experience the world slightly different from me. It's weird that some of my family are constantly educating people about their existence while I get a pass because people perceive me as a white American. Um, yeah, which is, that is, like, an interesting, yeah... I don't know, because you're, like, this is, like, a big thing on TikTok right now with, like, mixed people, like, talking about how, well, they get harassed a lot, like, by either side of whatever they're mixed. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, so, 
Obviously, I don't know nothing about being white passing. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. obvious because y'all can't see me. But tr- <laughs> trust, I look mad, mad niggerish. Or oh, Sorry. I just, I, I, I can say that. It's, it's you fine. can, yeah. Um, oh no, but. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, uh, I don't do well with censorship. Um, no, you're good. I say I cuss up a whole fucking storm on this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, the only thing that I could probably say is, like, uh, one, I think, like, I have, I mean, we'll talk about this, I guess, when we talk about my family dynamic, but I think, like, it's a very different situation, like, uh, if you're, if you're mixed and your POC parent is, like, your mom, as opposed to if your POC parent is your dad and people on TikTok are discussing this, um, and, yeah, I definitely experience, like, the other, the other end of, like, the mixed experience because I'm, like, not passing and I'm not, like, super light or whatever, um, but yeah, that's, yeah, I, I don't really know what it's like for, um, I don't know. I actually don't know if my dad, like, thinks that much about, like, how I experience the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of have to, like, tell him, like, hey, like. Yeah, it's different for me. Yeah. Father. I'm like, my dad was like, oh, I might move to Tennessee because it's cheap there. And I'm like, like well, okay, well, I'm not going to visit you. I'm not going to visit you because I don't want to get lynched. Like, the only way I'll visit you is you got to, like, pick me up to and from the airport. I'm not mm-hmm. fucking driving nowhere no. in that fucking state. No, 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 So, I don't know. But, yeah, that's, like, definitely super interesting to, like, to, like, because I've seen now, like, I've seen, like, a tick, there's, like, a... I think he's, like, pretty popular on TikTok, and, like, he's, I didn't know he was, like, mixed with black or whatever until he said something, uh, and he passes, and he, like, was, like, I guess, like, there was a TikTok, like, trend thing, and, like, it was, like, white passing, mixed people, like, what's, what's the worst shit people have said around you, and I don't Mm -hmm. remember the things that people said to him. Oh, I think I... did you share this with me, or I might have just... I could have. He has, like, a super defined jaw, this dude. Like, he's pretty hot. Um, but he... Yeah, like, he was talking about, like, all the stuff. And honestly, like, um, good on him for, like, having that discussion, because I do think, like, a lot of the times... And also good on this person for bringing that up and, mm-hmm. like, being aware yeah. that, like, that their experience is, like, different than the experience of their yeah. darker-skinned family, because, like, some people don't have that awareness some people are white passing and feel like they're attacked for that Mm -hmm. and there's like there's there's a person that um that we know that is like all like all into that shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um (laughs) (laughs) so oh no yeah well cool thank you everyone to everyone who had shared so that's the last of um friends that responded um, so yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so now is the time for us to talk about uh, our interesting family dynamics and how we think they've shaped us. And Angela is gonna go first, so I'm gonna turn. Am? Yeah. Dang, okay. All right, Angela, the floor is yours. Alright, I don't know how to start this. Um, so, I already said, like, in the beginning of this, um, 
that like I'm mixed race or whatever but um and like I feel like I've I mean I felt that experience I guess but I also like kind of mostly knew my mom's side of the family and so I kind of like more identify despite how my accent sounds I more identify with being black um I know that anything is possible when you sound white on the phone um <laughs> yeah give it to me now I'm just um don't so, make me use my white Karen voice yeah um so uh so my parents are divorced, um, but they're still in contact with each other. Um, but like, my older brother like had the burden of having to take care of me, which is not like all on my mom. Like it's not specifically on disappearing on the weekend or whatever that you know put that burden. But it's also that both of my parents like worked full time, and my dad actually worked more than full time. My dad has always and still work seven days a week Jesus. and I wish that I could do that because I would finish my PhD tomorrow if I <laughs> could do that um, that's every PI's dream is to have a grad student who's like I just want to work like fuck off I mean I want to but I don't feel like it no and I'm depressed yeah. um but yeah so she would just you know dip out on the weekends and 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 I would um and I would like call her on her cell phone and I'd be like are you gonna come home this weekend and she would be like yeah and then she would like not come home um and uh yeah and I didn't I thought like oh this kind of sucks like when I was little but I didn't realize until I got older and until I started dating um, an avoidant um, an avoidant person who's also probably a narcissist that would neglect me, mm-hmm. um, which which actually just happened a couple years ago. It um, it brought this up and I didn't really think that it was like that terrible when I was little because I was like literally people like some people's parents touch them or something so I'm like this is not like I have a good like because basically like I'm like this is like they're still fine because like I kind of always had the attitude of like you know people do what they have to do and like I always kind of was like okay I get it because like you know my my dad cheated I I get it you got to do whatever like makes you feel Whatever is going to make you feel better about that. So, I don't know. I could rationalize it, so I guess, like, I was okay with it. But apparently, um, that partially, that and generally, like, my parents not being super, like, involved with, like, school things and, like, my dad also working all the time, like, all that, like, apparently made me, like, an anxiously attached person. Um, and I actually, like, didn't even become aware of it until, um, a relationship that I had last year that I just mentioned, um, and, um, yeah, like, if you neglect someone, like, so I was like, why am I so, like, torn apart from, like, this encounter specifically? Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, I learned, thank you, therapy, I learned (laughs) that, um, it's bringing up my childhood attachment issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's one, like, I feel like you're going to have to edit the fuck out of this because it's so long. <laughs> no, it's but, um, but yeah, so I, yeah, so that's, so that's like one thing. And then later on, like, right. Cause my dad is probably like, why is she not home on the weekend? Mm-hmm. And, um, and my dad would start asking me where she was. She would bribe me with like clothes and like all the to shit not say, to not like, say stuff and my dad would be like don't lie to me and then I would be like in the middle. and I'm like a little ass kid and I'm like I don't know what's the right thing to do I don't know and I feel like yeah. I feel like presently actually now I never know what's the right thing because like because of part of like something that I took away from that experience is that it's not clear cut what's like right and wrong yeah because like yeah it's wrong for me to, like, lie to my dad. But it's also wrong for me to, like, betray my mom's trust. But it's also wrong for my dad to have cheated on my mom in the first place. And I don't really think it's wrong for her to cheat back because I'm very much an eye-for-eye person. <laughs> and that's probably because I'm a Virgo. Um, and honestly, because I'm a Virgo, I would, like do whatever you do, but worse. So, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I got to have the upper hand. Um, but... Um, Must have the power! But yeah, so... Um, that happened, and... Um, and, you know, like, my, my dad, like, had never smoked... Um, like, cigarettes? or He never... Well, he did... I guess he's like, used to smoke cigarettes, like, when he was, like, younger and then like he quit like so he like had not smoked for like my whole life like my whole early childhood and then like once my mom started doing this stuff then my dad like started smoking or whatever and only and and that's and he just became a he was I was like at least one of my parents doesn't smoke and then my dad from like when I was like nine probably to like maybe two years ago my dad was a smoker And he only quit recently, and, you know, my dad never tells me things, so I feel like a doctor told him he had to quit, otherwise something, something will happen yeah. that I don't know, because my dad doesn't tell me. Um, so, and um, that's another area, is my parents withholding information from me Yeah, makes me panic, and I've learned in therapy that um, I have an obsessive um, pattern with anxiety. It's a very similar to OCD like pattern. I'm guessing because I don't really have like too many rituals, um, other than like checking Mm -hmm. that, um, that that's why I didn't, don't fully have a diagnosis of OCD. Um, but, um, but because of like the absentness and the like lack of knowing stuff about my parents and the lack of like closeness sometimes, like, um, I would, but I cared about them a lot, so I would, um, when I was little, I would get really afraid that my parents were gonna die in their sleep, mm. um, so I would wake up in the middle of the night, and go check on them, and go check on them, and <laughs> make sure they're still breathing, um, and whenever my dad didn't come home, um, like, you know, when he normally would, I would get super freaked out, um, and actually, like, this has stayed with me, like, just a couple days ago. Actually, no, I think today. I was, like, calling my dad, and I was like, I haven't heard from him in a week. Mm-hmm. Now it kind of makes more sense, because he's, like, elderly. But, like, um, 
And also, I should say my dad was 41 when I was born. So, like, maybe, like, that's the thing, too, is that because my parents are so much older than me. Like, Mm -hmm. my mom was 33 when I was born, which is, like, kind of, like, I think, like, a... It's, like, it's on the older end, but I think it's, like, especially now, it would be, like, a very normal age to have a kid. Yeah. That's probably, like, if I had one, probably won't. But if I did, 33. (laughs) Yeah, 33 seems like a... You probably still got some eggs. Yeah. Um, Got some eggs, maybe. So, yeah, so pretty much, like, after that, my dad picked up smoking, um, and, um, and lots, there was just lots of life changes, like, um, every Christmas we, like, so we do Christmas at home, and then, like, we open our individual presents, and we would, like, you know, get stuff for my cousins, and then we'd, like, go to my grandpa's house, my grandpa would put on, like, his, like, you know, Muddy Waters record or whatever, and, like, you know, and, like, start dancing, and, like, you know, and then, like, you know, i play with, like, my cousins or whatever, and, like, um, and my mom would bring the gumbo, and, like, um, and, like, it was just, like, super, it was super fun, it was super, like, full of, like, like, very much black American culture, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, something I really, like, look look back fondly on I'm like picturing like my grandfather's house like full of like my cousins and Aww. stuff and um yeah it's a happy like I really holiday miss... memory yeah I really miss those times um like I I really looked forward to that because I my brother was so much older than me that like you know it's not like really someone that I can like relate relate to. with or whatever um but yeah, like I'd go like I'd look forward to like seeing all my cousins and stuff and showing off my new drip, my new my new <laughs> Christmas drip. My new Rockaway drip or whatever. Um but yeah, so um I think like some other things that like sort of shaped me. This is so fucking long. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. You're good. Um is that I went to Catholic school. And I think, like, something that's really different about Catholic school, at least, like, in my Catholic school, um, I think, like, you know, it can potentially, like, make you a bit socially awkward just because there's, you're interacting with, like, a much, like, smaller community or at least like at the catholic school i went to i think catholic schools are typically smaller like in the whole in the whole k through eight school that i went to there was like a hundred and fifty or something students in the whole school so it's like i know everyone and i'm still friends with like some of these people like I have a group chat with them it's thought it's called 30 plus catholic aunties Um, (laughs) oh my god um but um but one of the things that, like, I always remember, and I've probably actually mentioned this to Steph before, so, like, recently in my adult years, I've learned that, like, I'm on the spectrum, uh, but I didn't know that as a kid. I just never knew how to be, um, people's parents would get mad at me because I, like, wouldn't say something, I wouldn't oh. gre- greet them, people would always be, like, you know, complaining that I don't make eye contact with them, or they would say, like, who are you talking to? Because I don't know, you're looking at the floor. Oh. And I'm like, thanks for bullying me yeah. into trying to be neurotypical. But, like, people don't have the education for that. Um, and um, another thing that before I found out that I was on the spectrum, I, as I got older, I started, like, you know, becoming privy to this or whatever. 
and um, my close friends kind of like helped me like assimilate or whatever. Um, and um, you know, there would just be certain things like we'd be at the grocery store and like I would just be politely like making like a chat with like the person that works there. And my friend would be like, yeah, they kind of wanted that conversation to end. And I'm like, oh. And, like, it kind of, like, I understand my friend's trying to help, but, like, it kind of hurts. Because it it almost makes me mad that, like, I'm supposed to be able to vibe things. I really wish people would just be, like. Kind and patient. I just wish they would be like, I want this conversation to end. Oh, just up front. That's what I want. Blunt. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, anyways, I, like, when I uh, was going to, like, enroll in my, like, first school or whatever, um, they had an interview, and they didn't initially want to admit me because they thought, like, I might, like, have some kind of intellectual disability because I wasn't, like, super talkative. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I, like, they had a written test, and I did good on that. Um, I've always been, like... I, you know, I've never been too great at math, but I, like, you know, I was, like, in them, like, good reading groups or whatever, like, you Reading know. at a high level? Yeah. Ooh. I read the fuck out of the pig in the pan or whatever. <laughs> I don't even remember. Fuck. No, I, like, read, I was past that. That's, like, in the, like, baby reading group. Um, but, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, that's something, um, my brother also um has always been a bit off um and um and I would say from an early age or whatever my dad would always be like he would tell me like you're smarter than your brother like that's not really the right wording but it's honestly like the only wording that he knows from his experiences to use um now, as an adult and someone who, like, reads psychology for fun, um, I strongly think that my brother is on the spectrum and he's less high-functioning to me because, obviously, like, all I got was, like, people think I'm weird, but, like, um, you know, um, but, like, I'm in a PhD program, so, you know, I'm doing okay. Um, my brother is not doing as okay. Um... And, uh, my brother kind of, like, resents me and my success. Um, and, like, some of it is, like, kind of my fault. Because, like, I was, like, kind of a brat and kind of an asshole. Um, and kind of selfish or whatever. Um, but, um, but part of it is that my parents, I don't know if they just, like, didn't like, didn't want to accept that, like, their child may not be perfect, Mm -hmm. and that they need to do something about that, um, I didn't even, like, think about this until recently, like, my aunt, my aunt was telling me, like, she was like, I remember, like, your brother, he was, like, such a nice little boy, and she, and she was like, I tried to tell your mom, like, we need to get him help, like, something isn't right, Mm -hmm. and, like, she didn't want to hear it, Mm, just like kind of turn the other cheek to it or yeah just like didn't want to yeah and I mean I get it like especially like with the attitude like the cultural attitudes back then Mm -hmm. and like 
And, like, yeah, like, my, you know, my family, like, they're, they're not, like, you know, hoity-toity types, right? Like, they, you know, they are just, like, you know, something's wrong, something's not right, like, you know, he's slow, that's, like, the only terms they had for it, mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, you know, my brother can do things, like, he, like, you know, he can do math, like, you know, he can, like, build things, like, you know, he, like... Like, he was really brilliant, I guess, in some ways. Like, when I was little, he, like, built a replica of the Titanic. He was super obsessed with the Titanic. Also a symptom of being on the spectrum, (laughs) having obsessions. Um, I had an obsession. It was R&B singer Seven Campbell. And I had a binder full of all of his songs, lyrics to every single song. Printed out interviews that he had. Printed out pictures of him. I was obsessed. Wow. That's, that's... Tevin Campbell. Yeah. So that's, if your child is obsessing over something, they're probably on the spectrum. Um, so just, just let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my brother built like this, if I had pictures, I would show stuff or whatever, but my brother built like this pretty awesome replica of the Titanic or whatever. Was it like, I'm sorry, not... I'm it's not it's not life Legos. size because you can't Legos. no it's not life size but it like had so much like detail it okay. was like so it was like so good like and i i wish i had like pictures or whatever um you know me and my brother aren't on speaking terms so otherwise i'd ask him for the pictures um but um but yeah basically like my brother built like a replica of the titanic um it and it could move like it could like like you could put it in the water like he he entered it like there was like a boat show wow and like he like entered it in the boat show and stuff and like i don't know he probably won some type of prize because this like happened when my brother was like a teenager and i was like a really little kid or whatever when he did this um but yeah so like he was really skilled at things or whatever um but like he you know he didn't know how to be I guess and like couldn't do things like be in a job interview which you know that's hard for anyone to be honest but he would probably say something like I don't want them to take the ideas for my inventions like say stuff that's like Mm kind of you know like sus and like you won't get hired somewhere and so now my brother is like I don't know where he's living um he started like dating some lady that's like kind of kind of an asshole Mm. but I guess at least he's like not alone um he comes to my mom's house because he really cares about my mom's dog and my mom doesn't really like take care of the pets she just like looks at them thinks they're cute and then like just has them Mm. and like my friends would come over and complain about how she cares for the pets. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do about this. Um, so that's probably an odd dynamic in itself that like my brother, like doesn't really like talk to my mom. Um, and so I guess like, I'm going to try to wrap this up, but, um, I think like money is a pervasive issue here also. Um, so yeah, there was the infidelity part, but also my parents would always argue about money or whatever. Like, they never literally argued about, like, the actual infidelity. Oh. Like, I've never, like, except for, like, when my dad was like, where's your mama, right. you know? Um, 
And uh, so they never, like, you know, but they would always argue about money. And, like, my mom, like, really likes to spend money. And later on, um, I would come, she shared with me that she was diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder. Um, which, like, uh, in your manic episodes, one of the things is spending money. And I'm sure the other part of her manic episode is what made her, like, just dip out and, like, you know... Because, like, I don't think, like, I don't even think, like, it's, like, neurodivergent to be, like, someone cheated on me and now I'm a cheat back. Because, like, honestly, like, tit for tat. Like, yeah. I, I can't say I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. You know. I feel like neurotypical people would still probably, that would be, like, something they would think about, Yeah, too. that part's not so weird. But the part where, like, you, like, leave your child to do it, that's the part that's, like, not. Yeah. That's not ideal or whatever. And also, like, with some, like, with someone who is gay, probably. Like, I do not think this guy was bi. I think he was gay. Mm-hmm. I think he was using my mom as a beard. Um, that's how I perceive the situation. Um, and, and actually the reason why they stopped being together is because I think she, like, told him that, about her situation, that she's married. Oh. And for some reason, the whole her being a woman was fine, but... The marriage? Oh, no. Yeah, not her being married. Um, So, yeah, anyways, back to the money. So, my parents will always argue about money. Um, Basically, my mom would spend, spend, spend. My dad, like, hates, hates spending money. He would be the exact opposite. Yeah. Because he doesn't like spending. And I kind of don't think either one is right, right? Because, like, my my dad not wanting to spend money is like part of why I don't have a relationship with my East coast family. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, and my mom would like, I would be complacent in this. It's like, we're all in this weird codependent web because like my mom would like go like buy, like buy me a whole bunch of stuff. And then I would have to go hide it because yeah. like, if your dad saw, he'd yeah. Be like, why the fuck did you get this? Yeah, and then sometimes I'd wear it, and he'd be like, where'd you get this? And I'd be like, oh, like, internet? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Found it on the floor. So, yeah, so my mom would, like, get me stuff, and then I'd, like, have to hide it mm. or whatever. And I feel mm. like this has been, like, on, like, this has been ongoing. Like, this whole, like, money web has been, like, ongoing for my whole life. Um, and so now I have a really fucked up relationship with money. Um, and but that yeah. explains a lot of the, the guilt you probably feel like about spending I didn't even think about it like that I just thought of that I was like oh like she has to hide like the things that yeah yeah so um so yeah I like literally like feel guilty uh it's really hard for me to make large purchases like of things that are not something that I need um and sometimes things that you do need too and sometimes things (laughs) that I do need I'd be like do I need to eat today um And, um, yeah, so, uh, so, basically, you're probably wondering, how did my parents get divorced? Everything is so great. Um, (laughs) and so, eventually, my mom wanted a divorce, um, so her and Trevor weren't together anymore, because, like, that ended, because, you know, not because he's gay, because that's not an issue, but, um, but because, like, she's married, and then, mm-hmm. like, he just, like, wouldn't talk to her anymore, because mm-hmm. he was so hurt by the... By the fact that she was married. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, like, think Trevor's kind of an asshole. 
Because I feel like he used my mom as a beard, and she was really in love with him. I think that's mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. I get, I get it. Like, I get homophobia. Like, it sucks or whatever. But if he, like, just stuck with it for, like, ten more years, he would have been fine. He's, <laughs> we're in, I'm sorry. Like, he was in California. He's white. So he only has the queer identity to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. don't be black and gay, though. Like, trust me. Like, that's, mm stressful you will straight get your ass beat by Uh, your whole family um so anyways um and then get your ass beat by the police um yeah so anyways you guys should watch pose um so anyways um that didn't work out but then my mom met this guy that was even worse than trevor because at least trevor like you know he trevor like worked in tech he like made that money you know, he was, like, he was pretty neat, like, you know, my mom took me, like, over to his house once, he had a nice home, mm-hmm. he kept, like, you know, he kept it neat, I'm not trying to, like, say any stereotypes, I swear, I just, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, he, like, had a clean yeah, he place. Was, he had his shit together. Unlike you straight niggas. Oh my god. <laughs> probably got pubic hairs in your sink. Mattress on the floor, but I also have my, ma- well, I have my mattress on a box spring. It's different. I'm also on a box spring. It's, it's a fine. box spring. It's not on the floor. We're fine. We live in the ghetto. It's okay. Um, but yeah, so, oh, you're going to have to edit this. Um, but yeah, so she got with this other guy named Sai, and, and this actually was really terrible. So if you didn't think his name is already terrible, like, who the fuck? Like, I can't believe that's a real name. So, the Psy guy, like, you know, like, Trevor wasn't really, like, in my opinion, good-looking either, but, like, you know, he was, like, clean-cut and approachable and, like, very friendly, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I didn't mind being around him or whatever. Didn't feel stressed. Yeah, I didn't feel stressed. Okay. I, I didn't feel stressed because of his personality. Right. yeah. But, um... <laughs> But the side guy immediately, like, he looks like Charles Manson or something ah! to me. Like, he looks like, you know, like, just, like, the dirtiest, crustiest, like, white trash person you could ever Ooh. think of. Um, and, like, yeah, actually, like, one time one of my friends came over to our house or whatever. That's right. My mom starts shacking up with this guy. And my friend came over and went up to my mom and asked does he have aids that's how he looks that's how he looks he looks like someone needs to ask that question that's what he looks like um mm -hmm. just because he looked like because he was super thin because he used to or maybe still does meth well he doesn't anymore because he's dead now oh um so um so yeah so my mom like started dating this side dude and I hated him from the moment that, like, I, like, seen him. Like, he just looked evil. Like, some people just look evil. And, like, honestly, go with that, because you're probably Could right. Could be, like, the energy, too. Like, yeah. Like, no, he looked, no, he looked no, evil. No, he just looked evil? He looked okay. evil. Okay. I mean, I didn't know his energy yet. His energy was That's evil, true. too, trust. But, like, he looked evil. Yeah. Um, He looked like, I shit you not, he looked like a, like a blonde, like strawberry blonde version of Charles Manson, basically. Yikes. Um, and this person is probably why my anxiety disorder is so much worse than it had to be. Um, and that, and the reason why when any one of my housemates is angry, I feel like not leaving my room because I get so stressed out. Um, 
so this guy, like, I never could feel... When I live with my mom and dad, I could feel like, this is my home. I can walk around. I can be, like, I can... I can exist. I don't I have can, to worry about I can what do mood stuff. people are I in. can say whatever I want to say, like, you know. But uh, this this person, like, this is when I, like, you know, this is probably why, like, I second guess things I say and I'm not, like, ever sure of myself or whatever. Um because, like, I definitely didn't get that from my dad. My, like, if it was only up to, like, my dad or whatever, I would be like, I'm the prettiest and smartest of everything, and I'm better than you ugly hoes. <laughs> like, so... Sheer confidence. My dad did not instill mm-hmm. any insecurity in me or whatever. Um, my dad was like, you're going to be the next Alicia Keys. Aww. Um, and then That's I didn't sad. learn how to play piano. That's hard. Um, but, yeah, like, so... This guy, like, right away seemed terrible. My mom started dating him. Uh, Then, like, I guess she thought she was in love or something. So then uh, she asked for a divorce or whatever from my dad. Then she, like, bought a house that wasn't built yet or whatever. Like, one of those, like, you look at the model homes and then you're like, okay, like, now I'm going to buy this or whatever. But it wasn't built yet. And sold the house before that house was finished being built. Yikes. Which left me in limbo, and I had to stay at my grandparents' house with my dad, which is weird because it was my mom's parents or whatever. I mean, but they loved my dad, and they were actually mad at my mom for, like, divorcing my dad. Um, And they were like, that's crazy. Why would you... You got this rich white man, so why would you leave? I'm I'm pretty sure this is, like, probably, like, verbatim the discourse, like... (laughs) How could you mess that up? You had a nice, like, because, like, honestly, from their angle, like, they don't know what's going on. But, like, from their angle, they're like, you got a rich white man that's taking care of you and your kids. And he's not, like, fetishizing or whatever. He's, like, you know, he's, like, actually, like, and I feel like that's super rare because I feel like a lot of my friends, like, you know, they're they're, uh, non-black parent or whatever, like, like, says, fuck, fuck them kids. Or whatever. Um, But yeah, so anyway. um, So then I have to live at my grandparents' house where I have no privacy. um, And I'm staying in my grandmother, uh, I think in my grandmother's, like, room or whatever. Because I think, like, my grandfather and grandmother, like, weren't, like, in the same room anymore. Because my grandmother had, like, Alzheimer's and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, like, in the room of my deceased grandmother. That's where I'm staying. Um, and, yeah, um, I had no privacy. My cousins, like, I had, like, some kind, some cousins, like, that were not necessarily trustworthy. And they came by, and they stole my Converse, and I'll never forget it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, it's just, like, everybody was up in my biz, and I was always very introverted, so this was like a lot, a lot for like, it was. More. It was terrible, and I'm also like a germaphobe, and like you know, old people don't keep a clean house, especially not an old man. Um, um yeah. So, um, basically, like, parents got divorced. My mom bought a new place wasn't built yet had to stay at my grandparents house 
had lost all of my privacy. Um, got stuff stolen from me. Um, and because my dad is very much the opposite end of spending money, my dad, like, really didn't want to, like, get an apartment or anything. And he was cool just, like, living at my grandpa's house. And I was, like, not cool mm-hmm. with that because it was, like, not clean. And, like, it was just, like, um, there was, like, always people there. Like, you know, like, one time I, like, got into an argument with my brother. I got mad. I knocked over the trash can. A crack pipe fell out. Oh, I didn't know that part. I just know you, I just had the image of you running around the house knocking over trash cans when you were mad. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> okay. But this was a different trash oh, can no. incident. This was someone else's trash can that had different trash than I was used Uh-oh. to. You know, it's not like fudgesicle wrappers and shit. It's yeah. like a fucking crack pipe. Oh. Because my uncles, because of their, like, you know, habits or whatever, they would be at my grandfather's house. They probably, like, took, they probably took his things and, like, sold them for drugs, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um uh eventually my dad like got an apartment or whatever this was like a there's a lot of transitions happening at this time because also um I had just switched to a different catholic school because the archdiocese of San Francisco lost like funding or whatever they Mm -hmm. lost money and they closed a lot of catholic schools um hint hint they closed all the catholic schools that uh POC students went to so they closed, like, St. Paul of Shipwreck first, which was in the Bayview, mostly serving blacks, you know, black students. Um, they closed, uh, they closed my school, um, which was, like, you know, mostly, like, black, Latino, um, and Filipino students or whatever. Um, so they didn't think I would notice, but I didn't fucking notice that all the, like, mostly white or East Asian Catholic schools, like, stayed open. Mm. And so I went to one of those. I went to St. Philip, and it was complete culture shock. I was, like, one of the only black... I went from going to a school where, like, most of the people I'm with are, like, black or brown to, like, being, like, the like one of the only black students in the oh, school. No. All of the black students in the school, all, like, four of us, we were all mixed or whatever. Oh, wow. Um... So, and it was in the Noe Valley area of San Francisco, so I don't know if y'all know, but it's like a, it's like traditionally like an Irish Catholic neighborhood. It's like really bougie despite being really close to the mission, um, the mission district or whatever. So it's like you leave Mission Street Bart and then like, you know, where it's like smells like pee and like (laughs) you probably could get like shanked and then like you walk up the hill and then that's Noe Valley, um, and, yeah, I went to school there, and then, like, all these, like, cool, like, trendy white girls were like, yeah, we wear makeup, and so, like, that, <laughs> like, they, like, Lame. yeah, they, like, you know, like, that was a whole different experience or whatever, um, that's probably, like, one of the first times that, like, I actually, like, I don't know, got in touch with my white side or whatever, because I had to. <laughs> oh my God. But, like, I gotta say, like, they were all really, like, friendly, and everybody, like, seemed to, like, want to, like, you know, befriend me or something, so that was pretty cool. Um, um, and, yeah, um, but, uh, basically, like, I went there for only seventh grade, um, eventually my dad, like, got an apartment, and then I, like, stayed with my dad for a bit, 
And then in eighth grade, I went to a school in Daly City for only a month because then finally the house that my mom just like impulse bought, was you know, ready. some people impulse buy like a new pair of shoes. My mom is like, impulse I, buy think, a house. I think I'll buy a house. Why not? And a whole bunch of new furniture. And I guess my dad gave her some of his portion of the money they got from selling the house for her to pay for that. Um, and uh, pretty much, like, my mom has, like, constantly, like, not been self-reliant. And she, um, but then she, like, you know, she had this new boyfriend, so, like, you know, he's supposed to, like, help out or whatever. But the problem is, is that her new boyfriend is a fucking crackhead. Like, no offense, but, like, her her boyfriend was, like, a carpenter. And, like, I'm not trying to be classist, but I am trying to say, like, my dad made way more money than him. And, like, me personally, like, if if a man is broke, I don't... <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, I don't, <sighs> love doesn't exist. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Romantic so, love doesn't exist. Yeah, at least not for someone making 20 or 30,000. Like, I probably make more as a grad student than he fucking made as a carpenter. No offense. And it's like, also like, you know, like, use that white privilege. Can you like, get a better job? I don't maybe, know. Maybe if he wasn't so involved in... Math. Same math, yeah. I'm well, sure. allegedly he had quit or whatever by the time he was with my mom. But like, um, but yeah. So, anyways, now you guys are probably like Angela. You're an asshole and you're reverse racist and that's fucked up. And to you, I have to say I'm mixed, so I can say whatever I want. That's the rules. Um. So anyway, um, this guy was like, not only poor, ugly, and a waste of space. But he also was abusive. And um, I remember I was, like, I used to visit my dad every weekend or whatever. But then eventually, like, he kind of stopped, like, visiting. Um, part of it is, like, my dad, like, really didn't want the divorce. My dad wanted to, like, stay with my mom or whatever. Even though he constantly complained about her weight, he wanted to stay with her. Oh. Um, so... My, um, my dad really didn't, he refused to pick me up at the house because he didn't want to be associated with the house that I lived at or that, that, that guy lived at with mm -hmm. my mom. And so, uh, so that guy, uh, so either my mom, but usually like that guy or whatever would drive me to Walmart where I would make make the exchange, the child exchange, yeah. and I would go with my dad and then go back and stay with him for the weekend. Um, and then, you know, all my friends were over there, too, because, like, I grew up over there in, in the Bay or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this house was, like, way the fucking Fairfield, which is, like, super far from, like, the San Francisco Bay Area or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, some people in Fairfield think Fairfield is the Bay. I'm here to tell you I disagree. <laughs> um, and they would say, you're classes. And I would be like, no, Oakland is literally like, I mean, now it's like fancy, but like not it's when I live there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, like, um, one time I was at my dad's, um, and my dad had to, uh, pick up my mom because 
my mom and this guy had gotten into a disagreement and he punched my mom or something uh-huh. and she um and she had like a knot on her forehead and stuff and so my dad like had to come uh rescue her basically um and yeah my dad like brought her you know to his place or whatever and yeah and I don't know we just like stayed there and then like that guy called her and he like left messages on her answering machine calling her the n-word and my dad never my dad is never my dad at least like not in my presence like my dad has never said the n-word and like never like says like anything that's like he's you know he's not perfect but like he never says anything like super like overtly like terribly racist or whatever mm-hmm. um like they say prejudice things i'll say yeah. like you know um but like you know they don't you know they don't do that um and um so yeah like to me i was like cool so now she's not going to get back with him obviously wrong i was so wrong um yeah so that was one thing another thing was that um one time so like i had to wake them up to they were sleeping and i had to wake them up to like give me a ride to walmart so i could go like make the exchange and go see my dad and i guess like it was fucked up for me to wake people up as a child how could I do something like this and so he got pissed off he like drove with me in the car like at over 100 miles per hour and asked me if I wanted to die um and and um and yeah obviously I told my dad about this and then then I was probably from that point on like super fucking afraid to ever ask for anything from anyone Um, and I was like, surely my mom would not get back with this person. So like, she did kick him out after that. And my mom's friend, uh, Catherine stayed with us for a little bit because my mom was like, yeah, I cannot pay for this house on my own or whatever. And, um, so my mom's friend, Catherine stayed with us for a little bit. Um, uh, Catherine, like she was fun, but she was like, and she was nice, and she had daughters that I, like, you know, that, like, were a little bit older than me that I thought were cool. They were, like, twins, and they were really pretty, um, but, like, Catherine was, like, kind of a drunk, and she also, like, kind of had sticky fingers or whatever, but I think, like, she's, like, despite that, like, I think she's, like, a fine person. Does um, sticky fingers mean you steal? Yeah. Okay. Um... So, yeah, just to clarify, like, she she would take things, but I don't think, like, she was, like, intentionally doing it. I think she just, like, was like, I'll just take this, like, I don't know. I feel like it was just, like, casual for, like, I don't feel like she's a bad person. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Eventually, like, I guess, like, she was like, no, that's not, that's not me. And then my mom was like, okay, like, I'm gonna get back with this guy. And, oh, no. um... And so, yeah, she got back with him, and then that's when I realized, oh, yeah, this is my life now, and I'm just gonna have to deal with this. Um, and this would go on and on. Um, and sometime, like, one time he, like, 
Um, I think he, like, hit her with, like, an extension cord, and he tried, to, like, Jesus uh, or something, and, like, for that, he actually, she called the cops, and he actually went to jail for a while, but then she, like, complained that she missed him all the oh, time, no. and, um, at some point, this made me get really pissed off, and now, like, maybe Steph knows why, like, whenever, like, women, like, don't stand up to their abusers, I know I'm supposed to hold space for them, but I just, like, hold contempt, because I am, like, why would you not, why would you not fucking get out of that, because I'm a fucking asshole, because of that situation, and I'm, like, so bitter about it, or whatever, um, but also, generally, like, when people do things that don't make sense to me, like, if they're, if people do things that are, like, don't have logic, then I just can't, (laughs) or whatever, but anyway, so, um, so yeah, my mom, like, stayed with this person for, like, the whole time that I was, like, in high school, um, my friends, like, some of my friends didn't, like, want to come to the house because he, like, scared them, or whatever. Sounds like a fucking Um, scary motherfucker. Yeah, and, um, and, like, even, like, when I got older and went to college, like, he was, like, she was still with him, and, um, and... Uh, then, um, I was working at Six Flags, um, when I first started college, and I came home, and I saw cop cars outside, and, you know, I didn't assume that they were at my house, I don't think I, like, thought, like, they were at my house, or whatever, they were just, like, outside, and I was like, whatever, it's, like, the suburbs, they're probably just fucking with someone, (laughs) and then I get in my house, and there's cops taking pictures of my mom, because this guy tried to kill her, basically. He tried to push her down the stairs and kill her. And even after that, she still eventually, like, wanted him back. But he decided not to take her back. And that's why they didn't get back together again wow. after that. But that was like, thank God I'm finally done. Yeah. And then he died from an aneurysm in his sleep. Because look at God. And well, that- I would prefer a... a- more aggressive death but Ooh, know. an aneurysm is actually a really painful way oh, to is go it? out it's really fucked oh, up. okay i didn't know aneurysms suck Wasn't i mean i don't know, know from experience because yeah. i'm here to tell you yes um but yeah so that's what happened with that um and yeah basically like my mom kind of like didn't really she would like see guys randomly or whatever um and meanwhile, my dad was also dating someone abusive, or at least mm. that's what my dad's coworker said. Abusive to him? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, so my dad um, started seeing this, like, this woman. I think, like, to this day, he still lives with her. Um, and he um, basically, like, my mom got the scoop from my dad's coworker, who's, like, another, who's, like, also a black lady, so mm-hmm. she, like, you know, she would give us the tea, I guess, yeah. and she told my mom that my dad would come in to work with scratches on his face, mm-hmm. and that, um, and my mom has always alleged, or whatever, that this woman didn't like whenever my dad did anything to spend money on me or my brother, and then that's when the scratches would happen. Now, I'm not sure if those things are all true or whatever, but my dad did become less generous, I guess, or whatever, um, when he got with this woman, 
And so, um, and so like, if I want any help from my dad, I typically have to like pretend that I don't have any money at all Mm. or whatever, because like, if I was like, Hey, like, I would like to get this thing that is something extra. He would be like, no. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. So he'd be like, why do you need to do that? Like one time I like visited my friend in LA and he's like, where'd you get the money for that? And I'm like, so yeah. So pretty much like I have to like live like several lives essentially. Mm -hmm. And I have to like keep all of my different stories in order or whatever um to make it through and um yeah and basically like my mom is like well I make this amount of money now but she's like but don't tell your dad that I make that much because then he won't like help me out because basically since my parents have been divorced my dad has like been financially like helping my mom out um and I even like suggested that he stop because I because I don't think you should help someone who constantly needs help because they don't know how to help themselves. Like, I feel like at some point, like, it's okay to need help sometimes, but to constantly need help, I think is not okay. I think it's like, you gotta be grown and you have to make changes to like, make it so you're not always in this place of relying on someone else. It's okay to sometimes lean on someone but it's not okay to be completely reliant on someone else as an adult, in my opinion. And I will say that I I think I'll wrap this up by saying, <laughs> because, like, there's way too much, there's so much tea, and I can't even get to it. Like, there was a whole other, like, abusive relationship where my mom went through again that, like, also fucked me up, but we don't need to know about that. So, um, but I'm going to wrap this up to say that, like, part of what I took from this is that... I never want to be reliant on someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, technically right now, like, I'm in grad school, so, like, I can't be completely financially independent. Mm -hmm. But I never, I never want to rely on someone else. I never want to put my trust and faith into, like, some man or whatever. Nope. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to, like, I, I will always be careful with my spending, um, even if I'm too careful, like, you know, it's better to me to be too careful and to not enjoy your life sometimes than it is to risk instability because, because of my mom's like spending habits, like there was times that I went without food, mm-hmm. um, and I will say in her defense, like she lost her job she she went on disability because she got pneumonia from when she got swine flu then she like lost her lost her job or whatever after the disability ran out and then went on unemployment and then we were in a recession so then like she couldn't find a job or whatever for several years and they were like why haven't you worked in several years recession yeah have you seen the economy and like if they're not hiring people at all during recession they're definitely not fucking hiring black women at all during recession and yeah so and my mom tried to find jobs like that she didn't have to commute to but like just so you know if you're a black person trying to get a job in solano county give up um because they're (laughs) racist um but yeah so like she like 
you know, was on unemployment or whatever. So like money was tight, but, um, but I like would say like, oh, there's no food. And then she would be like, I'm doing the best I can. But then like, I found she had a drawer full of like Farmville cards because I think she started playing like the farm. I know that part oh, is kind of no. funny, but it was also really sad, but she like started playing the Facebook games. I think like, you know, like she probably was addicted to them, I think to cope with like, you know, like all all of this and not being able to like spend like she used to be, but she mm-hmm, still wanted mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and so I, every time I like make some kind of a big purchase or anything that happens that like challenges my financial security, I like freak out and think that I'm going to go back to like starving and not knowing where my next meal is coming from. And this is why I have panic attacks when I try to DoorDash stuff, because I'm like, I shouldn't be paying $25 for a $10 meal. This is ridiculous. I would rather drive drunk to Jack in the Box. Like, I'm not fucking paying $25 for a fucking $10 meal. Don't worry, I don't drink. Um, But, yeah, so so takeaways is I'll always be careful with my money, but I wouldn't be so careful with my money that I deprive my children of experiences i won't have children though but like i I guess i just will stop depriving myself of experiences yeah but i'm also like gonna probably always be like pretty tight with money and that's just like gonna be a part of my life and you know once i like assuming i'll make more money um like hopefully i can be more lenient about that um but right now like it's it sucks because, like, I can't really explore being more lenient with money because, like, it's not like I'm in a situation where I should be, you know? So, anyways, um, so takeaways are I have no tolerance for abusive partners. I recognize abuse behaviors really quickly. Um, uh, I'm always going to be frugal. I'm, I'm, I can't have a partner that spends too much. That'll be really triggering for me. Um... And actually, a lot of all of this, like watching my mom's like relationships really kind of makes me just not want to date sometimes. Nope. Um, um, and like even like someone like my dad, like even though she always can count on him for like, you know, he always like supports her because she, like, you know, back in back in the day, men had a respect for the mother of their children and shit. And now like, you know they're all fucking assholes talking about you can't turn a hoe into a housewife um but yeah anyway stephanie's gonna have to edit (laughs) so much of this no i'm not it's fine people can just listen to us for oh shit don't ever ask don't ever (laughs) ask angela to talk about her life again um because there's too much and there's like so much that i left out that's like also terrible but at least there was no molesting. No molesting. And that's what I tell myself every time. I'm like, I didn't have it that bad. I didn't get... Well, not by my family members anyway. Yeah. All right. <sighs> okay. All right. Are you ready for Stephanie's family dynamic and how it's shaped this fucking potato? It begins a little bit like... Uh, where do I even begin? Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Stephanie. 
and I'm the oldest of six. And I have two, wait, I have two sisters and I have three brothers. And, uh, similar to Angela's childhood, I too went to Catholic school, uh, K through third grade. We love God. We love God. Um, <laughs> and, um, I, I barely remember like stuff that happened at Catholic school, except that, um, my friend who was also a fucking bully to me is now a famous CrossFitter. <laughs> I just think that's funny. I mean, good for her, but she kind of was shitty. But we were kids, so, like, I, yeah. Um, my mom was 22 when she had me, and my dad was, like, 24. And they quickly had my sister a couple years, two years after me, and then two years after she was born, they had Austin, and then two years after he was born, they had Sammy. So it was, like, kids every two years. Um, the first four of us are two years apart in age. And uh, we moved to, from the Bay Area, like, is Fremont North Bay? No? East Bay. East Bay. It is? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, we lived in Fremont and Newark. I imagine Napa's the North Bay. Oh, Yeah. But we moved, Bay Area got really expensive, and my mom wasn't working at the time. Uh, My dad um, was working, but uh, it was just expensive, so we moved to the San Joaquin County and lived in Manstinka, where I went to Catholic school still. And my parents, so from what I remember, because I was a kid and like you don't remember everything uh but what I remember is my parents fighting all the time like all the time and um there were some times where like they would fight and like for they'd be so busy arguing that they like wouldn't feed us dinner so like I have a like distinct memory like I can like picture the entire scene like I have Sarah, Austin, and Sammy. Sammy's a baby. Like, she's just, like, a tiny little toehead. She's so blonde. Um, baby. And I, I get sleeping bags, and I, I make a little fort for them in my room. I get one of those big, like, Costco, well, I mean, I think you can get them at a regular store, but, like, big things of goldfish. And I fed my (laughs) siblings goldfish, and we had a little sleepover in my room, And I, like, remember the next day, my mom, like, thanking me. I was, like, 10 years old. And so I, like, just didn't want them to, the younger kids to, um, like, I thought it was better if we just, like, all were together, you know? And, like, they weren't, like, going to bed with, like, a completely empty stomach. Um, this time was, like, the only time I had a dog, I had a golden retriever, and her name was Ruby, and she was so cute, um, but we just didn't have time for her, and my parents were not doing great, um, and there was some speculation that my mom might be cheating on my dad with our neighbor, um, who later became my stepdad, so I don't really, there were, like, weird things that happened 
And I don't really ask my mom about it because we're so past the point. And I don't really want to know the truth if, like, she really cheated on my dad. He would tell us kids, like, when when things, when they were starting to separate, um, he would tell us all the time that our mom, you know, just said terrible stuff about her to us kids, which was kind of shitty to be in the middle of it. She never, like, said anything shitty about him but he had quite a bit of shit to say about my mom and my future stepdad. Um, and I mean, he was hurt, but like, it's still not really okay to loop your kids into that, but whatever. Um, but yeah, there was like, there was some stuff going on and like my mom tried to keep it hidden from us because like why involve your kids in like extramarital affairs you know it's not yeah why would someone do that <laughs> why would someone do that <laughs> after you just told us your mom is like making you lie yeah it fucking sucks like to be a kid and like have to be told like you know you're gonna like lie about this you know or like my dad, we would, like, spend every other weekend with him, and he, I hated, like, it sucks saying this, but, like, my, my three other siblings that are his children would agree, like, it was stressful to go to his house, because, like, he just didn't have control over us, and he was chewing tobacco, and, and we, like, hated that he did that, and we, like, didn't want him to die, you know, because he's doing tobacco, and, I wonder if chewing it is worse than smoking. I mean, it's not great because you're just letting tobacco sit in... It's like a different kind of cancer that you're putting yourself at risk for. Um, but, like, my sister Sarah and I begged and pleaded him, like, cried. Like, I have vivid memories of us in his apartment, like, seeing the outline of the circular, like, container in his pocket and, like, getting on his case and him saying... Like, making excuses... And then, like, you cry in front of your dad and tell him not to do something, and he still is going to do it. And that sucks. And uh, he was very angry at my mom. He loved her, and she, you know, didn't reciprocate those feelings. Um, she... So... My stepdad was actually married before, but he didn't have any kids, and he's been a part of my life since I was, you know, 10 or 11. They got married when I was 12, and so he's been, like, a father figure to me. I think that I was the most conscious, like, during everything, so I was kind of, my dad was saying, like, whispering things into my ear to tell, <laughs> to antagonize my stepdad like, paint him as a bad guy, and so I would play along because I wanted, I was just lacking so much attention and, like, nurturing that any kind of attention I could get, even if it was bad, like, my dad telling me to go, like, bring up dumb shit in front of Scott that would hurt his feelings, like, I would do that, and, like, it, I feel so bad for my stepdad because he was so graceful in all of it, and he never was, like, never tried to be, like, I'm, you know, I'm also part of this, like, he's always been a part of this family, but he never, like, shoved it down my throat in the beginning, and I think that's why we've 
why he's been like such a prominent like parental and and second father figure oh is coffee crying i don't know um so yeah i mean it took some it took a while to get used to my parents divorcing but i mean like i remember all of the like feelings i had and like somehow blaming myself i don't know why kids of divorce like do that like is it something i did like was i not i don't e- i didn't even know where i came up with it i just wanted to find an answer and i didn't know why and i i didn't know why until my dad was like your mom cheated on me with you know your stepdad um but yeah we had to get rid of my dog which was not fun but we gave her to my godfather and she had a better life than she would have had if she stayed with my mom and my stepdad and we moved out to uh sacramento area and we would do every other weekend we'd go with my dad he lived in manteca and lodi so we do like a trade-off in lodi and like those would be like intense sometimes because it would be my mom and sometimes my stepdad dropping me off and like it would just be hostile so the times that my stepdad would have to drop us off my dad would just be we'd all get in the car and so he'd still have to drive to Manteca and he would speed like scary driving with all of us blaring like he was like <laughs> listening to like 50 cent the cd where the uh, oh shit i don't know what the name of the record is but it's with birthday birth go shouty is oh your in the club <laughs> yeah yeah so he'd he'd blast like rap damn who taught him that uh i don't know <laughs> i don't know he yeah it doesn't match with the dip. no he doesn't it does not match with the demographic but he would like blast music he would be like yelling and like just saying like just like screaming over the music not even to like not even the words just like he was just mad and we would just be sitting there while he's weaving in and out of traffic and I'm like gripping the seats like my stomach is like in my butt because I'm like so stressed like I'm gonna fucking die and it just was not the best um so that kind of was like most of my childhood and I eventually stopped going to my dad's when I was in middle school or when I was in high school and I was doing theater and I just did more theater stuff and so I had theater stuff on the weekend so I didn't go over there um but a big thing that I like ignored from my childhood that I didn't realize until my siblings that are also that's their dad uh we talked and we were like yeah dad's an alcoholic um, it's like, I feel bad saying, like, if he listens to this, but, like, it is factual, so I, like, that was our childhood, and I kind of blocked out, like, and made it norm- normal that he displayed that behavior, um, even though there was some really reckless things, and I'm pretty sure, like, he drove drunk with us, like, a couple times, and... He never hurt us or anything like that at all, but he is just really angry and heartbroken. Coffee, why are you out of breath? 
because he's been playing with that fish that toy. fish he's like oh my god i'm so tired um so yeah so that was like a fun childhood thing and i think it made because everything was so fucking out of control and i like was so unhappy my mom said there was like a whole year where i just didn't smile and i was like i don't think that's real and she's like no you really weren't happy i was like okay well that's fun but because everything was so out of control the only way i could control things was by developing a nice little eating disorder so that has stuck with me even to this day and i still have to uh unlearn like the unhealthy behaviors of restrictive eating because i was learning how to control and restrict like what i ate since i was 11 so that's fun um but you know it wasn't was it to just gain a sense of control generally or did someone like impose body image stuff onto you it was to gain a sense of control and i mean the atmosphere that i was around at home like didn't really help it like my dad when he was single would talk about women as objects a lot and then my mom and stepdad like I know my mom has struggled with body image issues too and just the way that she kind of handled how she spoke about her body in front of us like it's not her fault like she grew up in a different you know generation where body image was like you had to be super like the 80s you had to be super skinny like very very skinny and that was the only way to be desirable or you know what whatever what have you so I understand that that's kind of how she was like the era she was around in and so I think those two factors really fucked up my body image and it's been like a prevalent thing since I was 11 and it's still something that I'm consistently battling but with therapy uh, <laughs> it's gotten a little more manageable um, but yeah I mean like I didn't have the worst childhood and I think I'm lucky that uh, you know my mom met Scott, my stepdad, because I think he really, like... He seems like a nice... Guy. Yeah, he is, he's great. He's, I mean, like, he's another, he's, like, my dad. I just call him Scott, you know? But, um, just because I have since I was little. But he really loosened my mom up, and, like, I think I would have gotten in so much more trouble. He seems, like, pretty goofy. Yeah, he's pretty goofy. Um... But yeah, they got married in 2006, I think, and soon after they had Hunter and Brody, so my two younger brothers, and um, yeah, so I mean, that was nice birth control, like, I was like, I do not want to have a baby, like, anytime soon, this, this shit is hard, um, but yeah, I think that, like, the, you know, no one 
is perfect and parenting when you're so young and like you don't even know like I could not imagine being a mom at 22 and then like or at 28 yeah even now I'm like I'm I'm just now like figuring out who I am fully and like being okay with that and managing you know stuff I could not imagine like being a mom and then like still not really knowing who I am and so I get that um but because of that like I think that I was lacking a lot of nurturing that and attention that I didn't get as a kid and because of that like I seek constant uh male validation or I did unlearning that but like validation from others and this is something that Sarah Austin and well I know my sisters I don't know about Austin but like we you know we want people to be proud of us we want to do well because we just don't didn't have a lot of that um I'm glad that that's not the atmosphere my younger brothers are growing up in I think they have things a lot better uh which is great, and I'm not, like, envious of them or anything like that. I I really, you know, stress about them because, to me, they're, like, also my babies, kind of. Like, I mean, they're my brothers, but, like, it's more of, like, a maternal feeling, too, since, like, I'm 16 years older than the youngest, than Brody. And you saw, you met them. You beat, you beat me and my brother's age <laughs> difference. You met Hunter and Brody, and, and they're... They're precious. They're sweet boys, and I just love them so much, and I One just want to... One of them is probably related to me. Because <laughs> his curly hair. Yeah, just based on the hair. Yeah, I'm very protective of them, and I think that they have, you know, good support from my mom and, and their dad, my stepdad. But... I think there was a lot of things in my childhood that shaped me into the person I am today, but I also have had to help myself shape myself into the person I am today and not, you know, stray into substance abuse, um, you know, like alcohol or anything like that. I mean, I smoke marijuana, but it's... I'm not really abusing it, like, you know. I am. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I am. But, uh, yeah, so I've had to do a lot of therapy and a lot of work on myself to manage my severe anxiety and mild depression. I've had to, I mean, I'm still working with a uh, mild eating disorder. Coffee! This little meow. Um, and, yeah. And I think that my, the other, um, adult siblings, I'll, I'll call them, have similar struggles as me. Um, maybe that manifest in different ways, but, you know, the, the environment was the same for us. And, uh, yeah, it's made, as I get older and, you know, my parents get older, I think that I'm, like, really proud of my mom because 
in middle school and high school, we butt heads a lot. But I think that she's more understanding and more, uh, what's the word? Like, she, she's not stuck in her ways as much. Like, she's willing to listen and, and she's, her and my stepdad support us kids in anything we do. And she knows Saweetie. She knows Saweetie. <laughs> she does. Um, but yeah, like, they've been really supportive of everything that we do, like, They've never shit on us for, like, things that we're thinking about for our futures. Like, they're always, like, you have a place here if you need to stay here for a little bit. And, like, they're not enablers, like, in that sense at all. But, like, you know, they're just, like, a good support system. I'm really grateful that I have them. Um, I love my dad. But... He, you know, I think, like, just recently, this past year has been, like, a huge, he's grown a lot. You gotta sit with yourself. You gotta sit with yourself sometimes. I think he did, and he's, like, gotten really, like, healthy, and, um, you know, I'm proud, I'm, I'm really proud of him for, for making it that far, but, uh, there's just some things that... You know, my siblings and I don't really feel like he supports us in our decisions. Like, uh, it doesn't help that he's married uh, to someone that I don't really like. And I'll say that again. I don't really like my stepmother. Cry about it. (laughs) I know that's bitchy, but I've literally been so fucking patient with this woman. I mean, they always call them the evil stepmom, so... Well, my stepdad always jokes, he's like, you know when, like, there's there's a murder, they're always like, it was the stepdad. I'm like, yeah, but you would never do anything like that. But he just jokes about it. But, like, I... She's... I've tried. I've really tried. And I want to be... I want to have a relationship with my dad, but that means having a relationship with her and, like, I'm at my fucking wit's end. And I'm not the only one. My siblings feel similarly. It's just, like, you can't help if someone's just, like, an asshole all the fucking time. (laughs) Like, no matter if you kiss, if you, like, bite your tongue. I've had to bite my tongue so many times when she said, uh, un, like, not true shit. She's talked shit about my mom in front of us. She's talked shit about all of us in front of each other, like, when we're not around. Like, she'll talk shit about me and my sister to my other sister. Like, it's just crap. And, like, the environment over there sucks. I want to be a part... I want my dad to be a part of my life. But, like, it's becoming increasingly difficult to have a relationship when he's with someone that's like really stubborn and immature and I just don't really care anymore and I'm not gonna hide it so I think my happiness is more important than trying to save face with someone who doesn't today a therapist told me that uh You know, repressed anger is what causes depression, and a Mm. sign of good mental health is um, being your authentic self and also, like, not feeling bad about it. 
Yeah. Well, I don't feel bad about it, so... I mean, I know that that might make me a huge bitch in my stepmom's eyes, but I also don't really care what she thinks about me because I'm happy in the life that I'm building. I feel like I'm living my truth. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know, I'm living an authentic life and I love myself and it's taken so long for me to like get to that fucking point. Some people never get there. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess my major takeaways from my interesting family dynamic is that I, you know, childhood trauma, I think there's things in our childhood that affect us all. Like, you don't even realize and like, you know, there, I feel like the research, the psychological research on that is like newer and the biological research on your lifestyle and environment exposure, like, stress-wise, is new, too, because that's also a part of, like, yeah. what I'm... Like, I probably have shorter telomeres than you. That's oh, what no! That's what the streets are saying. <laughs> shorter telomeres! Um, yeah, I think that if I were to, to procreate, uh, unfortunately, my children would have some, some uh, stress responses that might influence their metabolism which is not great but you know I'm trying to undo it but we'll see but yeah I guess my main takeaway is um I'm grateful to have had supportive like parents I like I said my mom and my stepdad are really big support centers that's not their support centers that makes no fucking sense but you know what I mean like they're just like people like parents I can depend on um and I mean like I can depend on my dad too it's just things have been a little difficult since he's been wed to someone who I don't I don't even think she really likes us <laughs> to be honest like doesn't sound like it um but uh yeah, I've, I mean, I'm still an anxious person, and, um, my experiences with that, and, uh, dating narcissist through, narcissist throughout my adult life, uh, I'm really skeptical in pursuing romantic relationships at this point, because I've put a lot of myself and compromised a lot of myself to feel validation from someone, you know, like, I'll shrink myself down as long as someone, you know, wants me or whatever, and I don't do that anymore, because I love myself now, and I don't deserve, you know, the mediocrity that I had in past relationships, so with that said, I don't really see any fucking magical, uh, partners out there for me that uh could could bring to the table what I already bring to the table for myself so what about that guy that was getting soup for his family oh yeah <laughs> the fucking wink though he's like they're like are you gonna use that can like against people no it's for my family <laughs> love that guy yeah it was great he was cute 
I did like him. I guess the only person I would, you know, think that romantic love was achievable with is uh, Paul Rudd, but he's already married, so. Is he down? He is! I guess I give up then. But yeah, so, um, I don't, I feel like my story was all over the place, but. At least yours was a reasonable amount. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit mine. Um, but yeah, I guess my interesting family dynamic is my parents are divorced <laughs> and they're both remarried. My stepdad has, I mean, even though I hate like saying like stepdad cause he's been like, he's a dad to me. Um, even though I don't necessarily call him dad unless I'm referring to him in front of his, um, sons, which I don't think of as half brothers at all. I'm like, they're my brothers. And Brody looks like me. Like, he looks very Portuguese. Like, Hunter, I love him, but he got so much of Scott's, like, super pale, like, whiteness. Well, actually, Scott's not even, like, that pale. Scott can tan well, but, like, Hunter is just so white. And then Brody, like, in the summer, he can get so tan because of the Portuguese in him. But, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that's my takeaway. Um... If my parents are listening, sorry if I hurt your feelings, but... How do you feel about Julia Roberts appropriating Portuguese culture... In Mystic Pizza? In Mystic Pizza. Well, I'm not, like... I mean, my ancestors uh, immigrated from Portugal to Hawaii, like, years... Like, not years ago, but, like, in the 1800s. Oh, there coffee goes. Um, So, I mean, I don't feel very tied to my... Portuguese heritage even though I'm like I guess my genetic makeup or whatever I'm half Portuguese I don't feel much I'm Amer- I'm a white American I don't know <laughs> I remember being mixed with Italian every time I have to go tweeze my eyebrows or shave my ass bro <laughs> that's Italian that's not from the black side black people don't be having body hair like that what do you think, Coffee? What are your family dy- Oh, yeah. Coffee is my cat. Sorry, I've been yelling at him. If you've been hearing jingling in this nope. episode, it's okay. him. Coffee. Hey, Coffee. Coffee. Can I ask you something? Hey, can I ask you something? Um, I wanted to know what your, what your family dynamic was and how it shaped your um, life thus far as a two-year-old munchkin cat. No comment? He says, I love my mom so much. She's the best mommy in the world, even though she picks me up like a baby. And then I growl because I'm a prince and I don't want to be held. And I tolerate her kisses a little bit. He really hates it, though. I'm just waiting for him to growl. Okay, this is really long and I'm tired, so... You're going to have to edit it. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can, you can cut so much from mine. Just keep what you think is best. Okay, well, we'll see. Maybe I'll just post the whole thing and it'll be three hours. Oh, and... you got to stop it. I know. Oh, okay. I have to do my outro, but I got to do it with you because you were my featured guest. Oh, what's the outro until? Cosmo, uh, bup, bup. <laughs> just kidding. So, we have a Scottish neighbor. <laughs> He's kind of hot. I hope they don't listen to this <gasps> really? podcast. 
It, he's not actually necessarily. It's just the accent. Yeah, I think the accent's the only thing where I'm like, uh, and then I'm like, oh, it's easy. Sorry, I didn't he's actually. Silly. I didn't actually think this before COVID when I was able to be. Outside. Oh yeah, when we saw more people. But anyways, sometimes I like to do a very bad impression. He has a cat that like is a is an outdoor kitty cat, and you know he'll be looking for him sometimes outside, um, and he'll be like. Cosmo, pop, pop, pop. Like, he doesn't say pop, He doesn't pop, say pop, pop. But that's but just, like, how I interpret imagine it. Imagine that he says, Cosmo, pop, pop. He, like, whistles for him or something, and because I can't whistle, <laughs> nor can I do a very good Scottish accent, I've come up with pop, pop, pop. Cosmo, pop, pop. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, have a great day. I hope that this was a enjoyable recording for those listening. Uh... Thank you, Angela, for for venturing in this podcast with me. Yes, you're gonna have to crop. <laughs> I don't know if crop is the right term, but you're gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, crop. Yeah. Maybe edit edit mine. I had too much to share. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. Good night, all. Well, oop. I don't know why I added a flag. That was stupid. Um. Uh. Okay. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>